The sun's out and the shades are in. Get your home summer ready with custom window treatments from Blinds.com. Get a high-end look without the high-end price with the most popular outdoor shades and transform your backyard into the perfect weekend oasis with light filtering shades that help block UV rays without obstructing your view. Plus, right now on Blinds.com is offering up to 35% off everything. Yes, that's 35% off everything, making it to breeze, making it a breeze to upgrade any room in your home, indoors or out. With over 25 million blinds sold and over 35,000 five-star reviews, there's a reason why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window treatments in the world. Whether you do it yourself or have them handle the install from start to finish, Blinds.com makes ordering custom window treatments online easy with free shipping and 100% guaranteed perfect fit. Sunshine and barbecues are in the forecast. Upgrade your backyard and window treatments with blinds.com today and enjoy a great view all summer long. Go to the link in our show notes to show up to 35% off statewide. That's the link in our show notes for over 35% off site-wide. Rules and restrictions may apply. We are welcoming in a brand new sponsor here on the show, Adam and Eve. Make sure you go to adamandeve.com for some free stuff. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Select any one item for 50% off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter in the offer code TMPT at checkout, yes, TMPT, and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy, and six free spicy movies, plus free shipping. The promo code is TMPT, so make sure you use TMPT at checkout at adamandeve.com. Yes, that is adamandeve.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Omeo. Omeo is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. Just enter your travel details and Omeo will magically give you all the train, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Best of all, using Omeo saves you time and money. That's a win-win in our books. Omeo wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering you 5% off your next booking. Just head to omeo.com and use the promo code OMEO5 at checkout. That's O-M-I-O-5 at checkout. This is valid until July 31st for new users on all modes of transport. It's just the pick-me-up that 2021 needs. OMEO, plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply. Monday Nitro. Hey, you know, NWO is taking over everything we come, come across. We could take over the NBA. And, you know, I was watching the NFL this weekend. How about that Kevin Green, man? Hey, he's your buddy, right? Isn't he a, a WCW guy? Yeah. You know? But, Big Man, like you said earlier, there's only a couple of real sports left. 
And one of them's them rednecks dipping skull driving real fast in a circle, right? Yeah, that's NASCAR. I brought that up earlier. Hey, don't we? You know what? I think we could do something with this NASCAR. We thing. could take over NASCAR. Think of, Think if we had a car. What are you guys hey, doing? If we only had a car. What do we got here? Behind the curtain, Carol Merrill's standing at. Wow! Oh! A new world order car. That's right, we've got a racing team. A lot of people know this. Uh, I see it. Yeah, I blueprinted the engine myself. I see it. You know what? The funny thing is, you know, the NWO, we didn't go out and just get any driver. No, no, no we got somebody special. That's big right. Man. Who is it? Well, let me tell you this. You know, last I heard, the guy got in a little trouble for a little uh, fisticuffs he was in. He's our kind of guy. He's got the ponytail. Hey, Teddy picked up his fine. Yeah. You know, we got no problem with that. We're bringing in Kyle Petty. He'll oh, be here next week. Next Kyle week. Petty is going to be racing. Week. That's right. Racing the NWO NASCAR legend. Soon to be. All right, we... We got, you, we, got 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 we got to get down to the ring. We got to get down to the ring. What do you got coming up here? It's Jim Powers and Wall Street. Jim Powers a fine. The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. And now for something completely different. Hey, I was, I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm in three Halls of Fame. For the young fans, it, they don't give a damn. They just give a damn about themselves and what they're hearing now. And I got no problem with those rules. I know the rules going in. I'm happy to play the game that way. And when Ivan came off with that uh, knee drop from the top rope and he bent me, I thought that something happened. I couldn't hear a thing. You could have heard the pin drop in that arena. It touched me so deeply that when I went in the dressing room, I really felt depressed. I'll tell you that, I'll tell you right to his face. If Hogan and I, if he wanted to get in a real street fight with me, trust me, he would lose, and he knew it. You know, that's the other thing. They give you the belt, and they're like, okay, you're in charge of me. I was like, what? When you mentioned a guy like Harley Race, that kind of legendary status, it's obvious why people would get upset. Or as I'm concerned, Roddy Piper was not a wrestler. He wasn't even a good worker. If he had to go out and work his way to the top and not have good friends like Jim Barnett. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he's not a good guy. He's just not a tough guy. Bro, I swear to you, I don't have an ego. Like, I don't give a crap. I, that stuff is not important to me. People don't know me. They have no idea of who I am. They know of me as being a fictional character that they saw on TV. People didn't understand that, you know, the guy they saw in the ring that happened to be using his real name, that happened to actually be the president of the company, they really believed that that guy that they loved to hate was actually a pretty decent guy. And I think many people have the perception that I really was that character. The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Not anymore. <laughs> You really play your cards right. When you look at the whole spectrum of the whole situation, you'll see you look at me. I don't have any listen to me. I don't have the acting ability. I have none. I've done two movies already. You're good, brother. You're real good. 
two movies. I did a movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're really Arnold. You're really. I just did a movie last week with Jim Carrey. If you listen, see, this is our group. This is our thing. We take care of each other. It's the way we work. You know, I don't, you know, there's no question. There's no. I don't need to understand. I'm oh, telling man. you, you got to Hollywood. Tell her Hollywood. The NWO is the Tell her Hollywood. Let me straighten it out. You know, this whole thing's a lot. You know, don't worry about it. Sam, Sam, Sam. Just hold off on that. Wait a minute, Vince. He's telling Vince. He's telling with Marilyn Monroe. Vince to Hollywood. Quiet. Go ahead, T. In Hollywood, it's a lot. You want Brad Pitt? I got your Brad Pitt. You want Kevin Costner? I got you Kevin Costner. I got a three-movie deal out of the shoot for you. In Hollywood, it's a lock. With Hollywood, it's a lock. It's etched in stone. And you know something? The Macho Man, Halloween Havoc. It's going to be history. You don't understand, Hook. I mean, everything's changed since the deal was made. Kid, no, I do understand. understand. I do understand. But it's not going to change. Bring out Brett. Bring out Brett. Bring out Brett. Bring you understand. Yeah, you understand. You understand. Come on, come on. We'll make it work. Don't worry. Hey. You didn't even have to break a sweat. What are you going to do? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Take care of this. It doesn't get any better than this. Come on, open up, man. Yeah, what do we got here? You didn't break a sweat. Oh, you guys really shouldn't have. What the?
right. Awesome. Joining us on the line right now is a legendary former stock car driver and now a race car commentator. He is, of course, a former NWO member as well, the legendary Kyle Petty. Kyle, welcome to the two-man power trip. How are you doing? Doing great, man. Thank you for having me. This is very, very cool. And like I just kind of mentioned, former NWO member, but the real reason having you on is because Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Circle Network, Dinner Drive with yourself, Kyle Petty, and the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Tell us a little bit about the show. Listen, I am so excited about this week's episode. Uh, Ric Flair will follow last week's episode of Mario Andretti and will be before the episode of Richard Petty. So he falls right in between two legends. An icon between two legends, and he's a legend, obviously. But um, really, the idea for the show was to go to guys like Rick, go to guys like my dad, go to guys like Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Pitbull, and say, what is a car that you owned at some time in your life that you had a sentimental attachment to? Um, And then to find that car, talk to them about it, get them to tell the story, and then sit down to dinner with them. Uh, and talk a little bit about life, how how they got into racing, how they got into wrestling, how they got into music, how they got into whatever they did. And uh, the episode with Rick was was a lot of fun. We did it in Atlanta, uh, and I've known him since I was a judge at Starcade in 1984. Man, uh, that that goes that far back. So uh, just it was it was incredibly enlightening. Uh, it was emotional for me, and I think it was for him, but it was a lot of fun. So I hope everybody I, I hope everybody enjoys it as much as I enjoyed doing it. That's great. And I, man, I forgot about Starcade uh, 84. You, Dusty Flair, you're, you're a judge out there. Damn, um, you've obviously been around the wrestling business for a long time. Yeah, listen, for a, for a long time. I, I, go, I, I will say this. Um, back when my dad raced, um, you know, some of those guys that were uh, in the East Coast, uh, the Atlantic, uh, you know, I go back to Johnny Weaver. Uh, those guys, listen, when I was uh, Wahoo McDaniel, when I was in, in Cub Scouts in the late 60s, early 70s, we would go to um, to the Sheraton in High Point, North Carolina, and they would wrestle. They had a Saturday night on WGHP-TV, uh, and we would set in the audience, man. And it was just so much fun. And those guys would come to the races. They were they were just big big race fans too. So uh, listen, racing and wrestling's always had a lot in common, man. And the fan base is one of them. So that's that's good for both of us. That is true. Uh, racing and wrestling, the synergy amongst it and the fan base. I know a lot of it is kind of like like the southeastern thing as well. And there's a ton of synergy there. But why do you think wrestling and racing goes well so like so well together? You know, honestly. Um, and, and, you know, this is not a knock on either one of them, but they're blue-collar sports. It's every man believes he could get in there and, and do some of the stuff at some point in time that Ric Flair did. Every man believes he could jump in a car and do some of that stuff that Dale Earnhardt Sr. or Richard Petty did. You know what I mean? Um, it, 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 it just appeals to that, that working man's ethic, that, that, that get in there, get it done, get out. There's good guys. There's bad guys. Uh, you know which side you're on, and you go from there, and that's the way it's always been in racing rivalries and, and in wrestling rivalries. It's always been the same way. With you and Nature Boy, was it easy to get him to do it? Like, you know, obviously there's a lot of respect that you're a big fan, but is it easy to say, hey, Nature, I want you to you know be on this show? Um, 
Hey, let's do it up, or is this nature a hard guy to get a hold of? Listen, um, the only way that it would be easier to get a hold of him is if his number was listed, uh, honestly. <laughs> I mean, he was just so accommodating. But I, have to, I will have to tell you this. So I called. Um, I, I called a couple of times, and when I finally got a hold of him, when I finally got a hold of him, I think he thought it was a prank. Somebody was pranking him. That there was no way Kyle Petty was going to be calling him because I just called him personal, uh, personally, and and I think he thought somebody was pranking him when I left a couple of messages. So he didn't call me back. And when I finally got him and he picked on, he said, "Who is this?" And I told him, and he said, "Sure." Just gave me one of those, "Sure, you know, I, it's you." And I'm like, "No, no, man." I said, well, "I go back to Starcade. Let's talk about you know when you were in Charlotte and uh, and my owner Felix Sabatis and all that." And he said, "Oh, this really is Kyle." And I'm like, "Yes." Yes, so he and Wendy uh, were – they bent over backwards. They they did so much to make this thing happen. They were more than accommodating, I will say that. Were you rooting for Dusty or were you rooting for Fire back at Starkid? <laughs> oh, see, now I'm going to have to say – I'm going to have to say Rick. Listen, and I will, I, I will say this. Rick, because I had never met Dusty until that night. I had never met Dusty until that night. And, you know, Joe Frazier was referee that night. Uh, I mean, it was it was a really cool event, man. That place was packed. The Greensboro Coliseum was rocking that night. I can't I can't even begin to tell you how that place was that night. Um, but I had met Rick uh, probably a couple of times before that. I was just starting my career. I was only 22 or 23 at the time, uh, just starting out. Uh, but I had been around Charlotte and been around racing enough with my dad that, man, if you're if you're if you're Rick Flair and you're Richard Petty, your paths are going to cross at some point in time. And I was tagging along with Richard Petty. So I'd, I'd already met Rick. The two goats, right? Rick Flair and uh, Richard Petty. You know, it is so funny you say that. Um, and, but it's fact. It's fact, man. It, it, it's fact. I, I, I did this show, um, and and I, I've been on, you know, obviously I'm on, on your podcast, and this is a, a, a wrestling podcast. But uh, I was on, golly, man, I, I did some race stuff. Uh, I did some just mainstream podcasts with some guys. Uh, did some other stuff and to talk about dinner drive, to talk about the new show on Circle. And I would list off my, my my group. And, you know, Mario Andretti, Richard Petty, Darius Rucker, Pitbull, Ric Flair, and they would stop me. So what's Ric Flair like? What was that like? They, they, they didn't care about Mario Andretti. They didn't care about Richard Petty or Pitbull. <laughs> they wanted to know about Rick. And, and it, it is so it's, – it's so funny – that I, I obviously, and I can compare this because I grew up with Richard Petty in the same household, and and it's funny how there's different stages in, in a guy's career like that. And you know, my dad won races, won championships, and became you know the goat. When you look at it, but they moved past goat. They moved to icon. They moved to legend. They moved to to there's there's stories told about these guys that may have never happened. But it doesn't make any difference because it's all believable because they did so many other things. They did so much. So um, it's a myth. These guys have moved to the myth status, and that's that's the other side of icon and legend. Very, very true. So what was it like with Rick recording and doing this show and catching up with the Nature Boy? You know what? It was it was a lot of fun. It was it was a lot of fun. We talked about um, you know his time here in Charlotte. I, I've I was moving to Charlotte about the time he moved away from Charlotte a few years ago. Uh, but we, we darkened the doors on some of the same haunts around here. So uh, he asked how the people were and how things were going around here. We talked about that. We talked about um, 
you know, racing in the early 90s. And, and you know, man, we go back to the, to, the, to the 80s and 90s. Both these sports were growing in early 2000s. These two sports were growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, it, was, it was really hard to catch up and keep up with what was going on. But we, we did a lot of reminiscing. I, I will say that. It was – we did a lot of reminiscing about, you know, obviously I've lost a son. Rick had lost a son. Uh, we got into some of that, and that, that's a hard place to go. But when you're sitting across the table from, from a guy that shares the same experience you have, uh, a lot of times it's easier to talk. Um, and and we, we shared a lot of those same moments. So incredibly proud of his daughter. Uh, I mean, the way he speaks of her is just, you know, with admiration and awe at everything that she's been able to do and how hard she works at it. Um, so, I mean, it was, I think that was the cool part for me is because my granddad raced, I raced, or my granddad raced, my dad raced, I raced, uh, and then I had a son that came along and raced. So uh, our, our, our kind of lives and find a, find a parallel path there a little bit because it's a, it's a lot about family. Yeah, no doubt about it. And just you personally, for me, it's funny. I still have my NWO Kyle Petty racing shirt. I still have the little uh, Matchbox car, your racing car. How'd you get into WCW? And literally, how'd you get into the NWO? Because I mean, that is just an awesome story to me. So here's how that happened. So honestly, honestly, it came along at a perfect time for me. Um, I had always been a little bit if you look at, at, at the guys that I raced against, I always had long hair, had an earring. I was a little bit off uh, off in one direction while everybody else was a little bit more mainstream maybe. But, uh, you know, WCW had a car um, through Turner, through the Turner Network and the Turner Affiliates. They had a car that they ran that Elliot Sadler drove, and it was a WCW car sometimes. And it was a Cartoon Network car sometimes, but WCW a lot. Um, and NWO came out. And they were looking for something and a promotion and, a, and an adversary on the track. And they looked and they said, let's get Kyle to drive this car because he would be the perfect guy to go along with, with what, we, what, what we want to do. Uh, and Elliot and I, you know, we talked about it. And Elliot said, this is going to be fun, man. And we just had a blast. I traveled around, uh, went to a number of events all over the country, uh, took the car to a number of events. Uh, and it was funny because it came full circle, and that's what I was telling telling Rick. Uh, the money that I made driving the the NWO car um, paid to get my son started in racing. I bought my first race car for my son with the money I made and kept him racing for about two years on the local short tracks um, driving that NWO car. So that NWO car has always, always got a special place in, in my heart. And there's pictures of, of my son running – uh, some local racetrack here in, in North Carolina, with that number 49 NWO car uh, on the side of it. Yeah, man. Oof. Such a uh, great memory there. And I even remember the on Nitro when Hogan kind of christened you and they had that vignette and they got you literally with the guys and they christened you a member of the NWO. I was like, man, this is uh, pretty cool. It's actually bleeding over into mainstream, into real sports. Yeah. Listen, and if you ever see that picture, you can tell which one I am. I'm the little one. Okay? That, that, that's the way <laughs> That's the way. That were, those guys were huge, man, huge. Uh, Nash, those guys, I mean, Hulk, Hulk all, all those guys, they were just incredible and so incredibly genuine, so incredibly nice, uh, Just and, and just, man, they bust their butt to do the job they do, and they work and they train. Uh, we talked about a lot of stuff, but it was, it was absolutely amazing and, and, and a fun time 
this is a fun time in my life when I look back on it. I still, it, it's so funny, man. I'll wear an NWO shirt. I still have some left over from that long ago, man. That's how many I got. And I'll still wear them out. And somebody will inevitably stop me and say, man, for life, NWO for life. And I'm like, I'm with you, bud. I'm with you. I'm right there with you. <laughs> that is awesome. That's so cool. Uh, I, I know, hey, I still have mine. So, I mean, I know that they're still out there. NWO is still popular after all these years. And that's awesome that it kind of still stays with you. People remember, hey, Cal Petty, you were in the NWO. I mean, it's so cool. Yeah. It, it, listen, it's crazy. I only I drove that car, I think, two years, uh, off and on for two years. Uh, I drove the Mellow Yellow car for seven or eight years and the Hot Wheels car for six or seven years. And as many people re- remember me for NWO as they do for Mellow Yellow or Hot Wheels. So that's 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 rare air up there, man, when you're you're in with Coca-Cola and you're in with Mattel. Yeah, oh, my God, yeah. And it's funny, too, because I remember Jason Keller, that, that like, kind of spilled over. And you guys had, like, a little mini feud with Macho Man and Hulk and everything. And it's funny, like, the way uh, stuff like that works out and the way that happens. Yeah, man, it happened to a Slim Jim. Are you kidding me? You got you to you gotta go there with Macho Man. And, and again, again, when those guys would come, to, to the track, and they would come and cross over uh, to, to a NASCAR event. Um, the crowds they would draw were uh, different, you know, I mean, totally different. So it was so out of place. Um, but those guys were great, great, great ambassadors for for our sport. So we, we hoped that we were at least a little bit of an ambassador for their sport. Now, as we wind it down here, we'll head towards the finish. Do you have, like, a favorite wrestler or, or maybe a favorite um couple wrestlers uh, as, as, just as far as a fan is concerned you know what I, and I, I will say this um right now probably not as much um and probably not as much i was listen i just i knew rick um like i said before so obviously i i, I had to be i had to be on his side i grew up with johnny weaver and, and i know that's that's way back he and wahoo mcdaniels man i, I, I those guys were the first ones that i really would tune in on a Saturday night on my on move my antenna uh, when I was a kid and, and watch those guys on Mid Atlantic Wrestling on WGHP TV Channel Eight Greensboro or High Point North Carolina. So I, I would watch those guys. Um, but I want to say I, I, I was, Macho Man was just an incredibly nice guy. You know, Randy, Randy was just he was just a nice guy. Um, and I, I think for me, then then he would probably be. Uh, my favorite of all time. I, I would have to go with him. You don't watch any current wrestling, do you? No, man. I, listen, as busy as I am right now, I don't get a chance to even turn on a TV. I, I told somebody the other day, I work for NBC. I work for a network, and very rarely can I turn on my TV. Because, you know, the, with racing, we're doing, uh, obviously, there's 38 races. Uh, so I travel three or four days a week. Even now, uh, coming out of the pandemic, you're, you're doing that much of it. Uh, then I have dinner drive with Kyle. Kyle Petty that I'm doing, so we're filming it a couple of days a week. Uh, and then I have another show that's on YouTube called Coffee with Kyle. Uh, I got everything but dessert, man. I got dinner and I got coffee. I just don't have dessert. I don't have my, my dessert show yet, but I, I got three or four shows and it is crazy uh, that most of the time I leave I leave home by 6.30 or 7 in the morning and drag back in about 7.30, 8 o'clock that night. And it's, it's All I can do is take a shower and get in bed, man. Wow. Keeping very, very busy. And you got your uh, KP's Charity ride across America, right? Yes. Thank goodness I've got a wife that looks after all that. Morgan looks after the the charity ride for us, and um, you know, and I, I didn't even talk about that. You know, he's got got the Cal Betty charity ride across America. 
when my oldest son, as I mentioned before, when Adam was killed, we built a camp here in North Carolina called Victory Junction. It's for children with chronic and life-threatening illnesses. Uh, we've seen 90,000 kids that have come through the camp system since uh, 2004, I think. Adam was killed in 2000, so 2004. Uh, so that's, that's what we do with the charity ride is we raise money. We've raised about a little over $19 million in the last 25 years. So that's an important part. And that's my one week of vacation. On one week of vacation, I, I jump on a motorcycle and we ride across the country and we raise money for camp and then I go back to work. Wow, very cool. Awesome. That I love. Very, very cool. Anything else you got coming up? I mean, you seem like you're a very, very busy guy. No, you know, right now, I just got my head down till the end of the year, till November or December, uh, when I'm through filming all this stuff. And you know what? Maybe I will have a chance to watch a little wrestling when, when all that's over with. Uh, <laughs> but, but right now, man, just uh, I, I can't add anything else to the plate. The plate is already over. I've, I've been off more than I can choose. And, of course, Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Circle Network, the Dinner Drive with Kyle Petty, excuse me, with Kyle Petty featuring the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. That's, uh, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a good one. watching it as much as I enjoy doing it. All right, awesome stuff. Is there anywhere where the fans can kind of go and find you? I mean, uh, social media, website, anything yeah. like that you want to plug? Listen, you can find me on, on KT Charity Ride. Uh, and that's my, that's for the charity ride. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Kyle Petty with a, with a check mark beside of it. Cause you gotta be verified. Evidently. I didn't know all that, but you gotta be verified. <laughs> so I got, that's on Twitter and, and on Instagram, uh, victory junction. If you want to find out about the camp or dinner drive, KP, if you want to find out about dinner drive, listen, all you got to do is put something about Kyle in uh, on one of those little computers or on your, on your phone. And I'll pop up somewhere. Believe me, you'll find me. Nice. Like I said, Dinner Drive with Kyle Petty, Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Circle Network. This week, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, and coming up soon, the legendary Richard Petty as well. But, Kyle, thank you so much for all the time. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me today. Thank you so much. You have yourself a great day. This has been an honor. Thank you. No, man, it's been it's been a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. And uh, honest to goodness, this is a this was a good show. It was a fun show. Of all the ones we did, it, it's like the best one. That I, I had more fun. I'll, I'll say that doing it than any of those. So it was fun. All right. Awesome. I will definitely right, check it out. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. Take care. This has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You can check us out on Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash tmptempire to become a patron and also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com. Two-man power trip where the power lies, brother. Savage, the big one upcoming, Slim Jim's Halloween Havoc against Hulk Hogan, October the 27th, 
tonight, the second hour of Nitro, main event matchup with Ric Flair. But I understand that you spent this past weekend in Ric Flair's hometown of Charlotte, North Carolina. Yes, I did. Let me have the microphone. Right here is a friend of mine, Jason Killer, number 57, the driver of the Slim Jim Halloween Havoc race car. And Jason, I got to tell you something. For the last couple of weeks out here, the NWO, the New World Order, have been going crazy, yeah. And they've uh, been saying that at Charlotte Speedway this last Saturday that they were going to run over everybody and they were going to win the race. They got a race car driver named Patty, supposed to be a real famous family. And I just wanted to ask you, Jason, at Charlotte at the Speedway, how did the NWO car do? The only thing they hit was a wall. They didn't do too good. They hit the wall! Did they finish the race? Didn't even finish the race, Mike. Let me ask you a question, Jason. Isn't the idea of racing that you're supposed to go around and around and around and not hit the wall and finish the race? I've been racing for a long time, and that's what they tell me. You're not supposed to hit the wall. And they hit the wall. I am very, very, very sorry that the New World Order couldn't do what they said they were going to do. Now, Jason, the Slim Jim Halloween Havoc car, number 57, you didn't hit the wall, did you? No, we had a pretty good day, and we didn't hit the wall, that's for sure. You finished the race? Oh, yeah, every lap. Did you finish in the top 25, Jason? Come on, Macho. You were there with us. You know what happened. They finished in the top 25. Isn't that great? Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did they finish in the top 20, Jason? Give me a little credit there, Macho. We were, you were there. You know we did. Unbelievable. They finished in the top 20. I'm that impressed. Great? I'm impressed. All right. I'm going to go crazy right now. Did you finish in the top 15? Man, we did that, too. They did it! Praise the big macho man of the sky! They finished in the top 15! Isn't that great? We're gonna party! We're gonna party all night long. Okay, did they finish in the top 12? Did that too now. We did it too. The Slim Jim Halloween Havoc car finished in the top 12. Jason, tell me exactly where you finished. Well, we had a good day and uh, we ended up finishing 10th and uh, we missed some wrecks, you know, unlike that NWO car, but we missed a lot of wrecks and had the Halloween Havoc car up front. Well, let me tell you something. You were great. You were fast. You were fantastic. And the Slim Jim's Halloween Havoc car, I'm just glad I could support it in the pit crew and the time that I held the car up over my head and you changed the tires really, really, really fast. I thought that was cool. It kind of helped you finish 10th, didn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, man. We teammates. You're the man. That's for sure. All right. I got to ask you a question, Jason. Number 57, my friend. Yeah, what's up with you now? Well, we're going to take the uh, Slim Jim Halloween Havoc car to Rockingham in a couple weeks. Unlike the NWO guys, we're going to show up, we're going to be there, and we're going to do a lot better there than we did at Charlotte. Exactly, and at MGM, at Slim Jim's Halloween Havoc, you Hollywood Hulk Hogan, it's going to be the end. You're going to crash and burn just like the NWO car. Yes, you are. You understand? No way, what's done is done, save it. Now let's go to the ring for tag team action on Monday Nitro, Dave oh, Penzer. My goodness, would you look at this, Miss Elizabeth? Well, here, here for Macho, at least he...